This show is sponsored by the National Association for Primary Education. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello and welcome back. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the Education on Fire podcast. Today I'm chatting to Kat Agostino and Jay Richards and they're from Imagine. And Imagine connect agencies and brands with their Gen Z consultancy community, which are really young people from age 16 through to 25. And they work with people like Senna McCartley and the NFL. And the idea is to have real honest insights from this younger generation which really helps these organizations with their marketing and how they're trying to frame their brand in terms of moving on a project going forward and what I really like about this is it gives young people the sense of they have a little bit of control of their destiny they get a chance to get experience and insights into brands and and companies that are really looking to get the feedback from young people but also the slightly bigger picture of of how society has actually been able to be influenced by listening to the younger generation to make sure that when they get the kind of interaction that they want but also that younger people's ideas are being filtered through into the modern world as well and I think this sort of working together can really be of positive influence moving forward. I'd really like to thank the people that have joined our private Facebook group here for Education on Fire. To find out more information about how to do that and to keep this conversation going, please go to educationonfire.com and once you're on the email list, we'll send you lots of details about how to be involved and we're really excited about some of the things that we're planning to help Education on Fire really impact young people more and more as, as we move into the future. But this is my conversation with Kat and Jay from Imagine talking about how agencies and brands are working with the younger generation in a consultancy community and how you can get involved and understand more. Hi, Kat and Jay. Thank you so much for joining us. They're both from Imagine, as I've just been explaining, and they're going to give us a little bit of an idea about how education fits in to the kind of idea of branding but also how they're working with generations of people who I think wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to understand or hear this kind of thing in this normal setting. So Kat and Jay, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. us. Who'd like to get us going? Tell us a little bit about what Imagine is. I suppose I can get um, jumping into it. So Imagine, we are a startup. We enable agencies and brands to build their branding, their marketing and their products by enabling them to collaborate with our community of Gen Z consultants across the country. So um, how that works is a brand like the NFL, they come to us and they say, we want to build a marketing campaign aimed at this generation. And what we do is we go out to our consultants who are aged between 16 to 25. We send a push notification to them and say to them, pitch to us the type of marketing campaign you would do for the NFL. So we get hundreds, if not thousands of ideas from across the country. We then use a load of data to filter through those. We choose the best 15 ideas from across the country, take those to the brand. The brand then chooses the final five ideas that they love. And it's at that point that it's revealed who those consultants are. And those consultants are either invited into the brand's head office um, to work with the senior leadership team to create that campaign, or we're doing them virtually at the moment. Or on the other side of things, um, the brands can just say, okay, these, these ideas, these are the ones we love, and they run and then and they go and work with those. All of our um, young consultants are paid for every single idea that they deliver, and they're also paid for when they go and work with a brand. So in a nutshell, it's crowdsourcing ideas and crowdsourcing talent to enable brands to build everything they need with Gen Z in the room. 
And so th there's a couple of things that really strike me here. One is the fact that's an incredibly exciting thing to do for people of that generation, because um, I've got our eldest is 18, for example, and um, our middle one is 16. And their idea of being able to earn some money, get a job, be involved in something in, in, in a creative manner would be maybe to go and get a job in a supermarket or something like that. So how on, how exactly did it work that these people would actually be aware of this type of thing as an opportunity, both in terms of obviously making money, but more importantly about getting involved in this kind of industry? So, I mean, a lot of what I do is actually um, speak to, to schools, to colleges, to universities, to apprenticeships, to basically any organisation that has young people between these ages. Um, and that is really to drive awareness of the opportunities that we have um, and also do, you know, whether we're on podcasts or at events and speaking about these opportunities so that these young people know that they have access to something that is free to sign up, that they can be from anywhere in the UK and be creative and take part. Um, not only obviously being paid for ideas is, is great, but it also gives an opportunity to put on their CV and open up doors for future work. And actually a really nice example that I like to share is that we have an intern called Anna and we actually hired her off the back of running one of our workshops because she stood out to us so much. So again, just reinforcing the fact that the opportunity doesn't just start and stop with that paid work once. It actually is something that can, can continue for these young people. Fantastic. And do you give them any kind of guidance or instruction in terms of, of how they go about the pitch or does it need to be very organic and very authentic? Yeah, I mean, it's it, we, we so there's, depending on the brand or the agency that we work with there is a different structure so we might say to them answer these 10 questions in a certain format or it might be something like create a video um, talking about why you like a certain brand or a product or give your opinions on perhaps why you don't like something or you find something challenging um, they can also present um, their ideas in in a powerpoint presentation or in a pdf um, so we'll give structure like that but actually we want to give them as much freedom as we can to to show their passion to write in the way that is um, unique to them rather than guiding them too much which would make it a bit formulaic yeah no that does make a lot of sense uh, what I, the other thing I'm sort of finding interesting in terms of, 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 of people's mindset about that kind of thing, is there a sort of a personality type or trait that you find having sort of been into schools or colleges to sort of talk about these things that, that want to take part or is there or, or is it a little bit more across the spectrum? Yeah, it's, it's actually, it, yeah, I love that question because it's, you would automatically think it was the more extroverted people that would want to take part in something like this. But actually, what we try and really encourage is to have a mix of people um, that, you know, are introverts, that are extroverts, that, you know, kind of sit in the middle of, of those types, um, so that we get a real diverse mix of thinking. And actually, you know, sometimes you've got really quiet people in the room, but when they do get that opportunity to speak, their ideas and their uh, opinions are so incredibly valuable um, and so one thing that we try and do is keep the groups really small so whether that's virtually or in person we keep our groups really small just to make sure that everybody feels comfortable enough to speak up I think if we were to run sessions that were 20 people um, you probably wouldn't get that um, that openness from from everybody and I mean the, the kind of experience they're getting um, is invaluable isn't it and one of the hardest things to do is actually um, I guess get, getting your foot in the door of, of brands and companies because it's really hard to sort of do that without having a way in um, and it's and it seems to me this is a very very 
organic way in some ways because what you're doing is you're supporting them rather than thinking you need something from them you're actually helping them and I guess that's a really different way of thinking about it all yeah definitely I think it's the uh so Kat and I when we when we first started Imagine our whole focus was making a space for for the underestimated so a lot of the time that's folks that are either female or they're from a low-income or ethnic minority background. So they're not normally the ones that would be in the rooms, but completely outside of the underestimated. They're also just young people that are extremely talented, potentially from more privileged backgrounds, who still won't get the opportunity. And a lot of the time, we see that brands and agencies will go to the same universities or wherever it may be to recruit. And, and for us, it's really just exposing um, the world to this new breadth of, of talent that is out there. Um, and just creating um, organic opportunities for them to engage with each other because there is no way a brand can deny that somebody's super talented when they're in the room helping you to create your marketing campaign. So there's no, there is no question of it then so that they can go, oh, actually, you know what? You are super talented and, and let's run with it. I love it. And it's not something I've heard of before. Are there other people in your space doing the same sort of thing? Or, and, and, and how did you get that passion which comes across so clearly in terms of wanting to set imagine up yourself yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's a good question there are some great organizations um startups that are doing things not in the same way that we are using um push notifications and using the way we build our community um a lot of um our competitors have things where it's kind of um they have a hundred creatives that have been in the industry for a few years and you can go to them and ask questions. So it's not really going to the community the way we do. Um, some organizations do great things where they will, um, say for example, a brand wants to work with a specific group from a certain part of the country. They can do something like that. But the way we crowdsource ideas and crowdsource talent, there is nobody doing that. So that really is great for us on what sets us apart. But the reason why we set it all up is because Kat obviously being a, um, a female from a, um, from a um, Portuguese descendant and then myself being a, um, a young black guy from lower middle class um, background, for us it was really interesting. When you're coming into the industry, if you don't have a... You don't have somebody really vouching for you or somebody bringing you through. It's very hard to get into the industry that we're in. So really, our mission was just to make that a little bit simpler and make the process a little bit easier so that so for young people, they can go, hey, I'm extremely talented. Put me in the room. And and that was really what it all what it all came down to. And tell us a little bit about a little bit more about your backgrounds in regard to that um, sort of your education experience, you know, people that helped you or supported you or at least sort of lit that fire um, that enabled you to really understand that was an integral part of what your life wanted to be. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, kind of going back to school a little while ago for me. Um, but I was, I mean, I, I actually loved school and I was I was really good at school and I came from um, a very educated background, um, which actually I then didn't end up going to university, for example. So I kind of, my paths just, just shifted a lot. But I actually came from a family of teachers. So my mum, my dad, my sister still is a teacher. Um, and actually, I think I, really my influence came from them. And it was, yes, while that kind of, education um, was encouraged I was also really encouraged to do what I wanted to do and what I was good at and what I enjoyed um, and that's something that I think has, has led me throughout my career and especially with Imagine is trying to create opportunities and a platform for people to um, be themselves and to show that in a, a variety of ways and you don't have to follow the same path as everybody else. Do you think that um, 
sort of having teachers and that experience within your family setup has helped you when you've then gone into the establishment to talk to people and do you, is it I, I sort of I kind of imagine to myself that it's it's that kind of your reason for not being part of that but your understanding of it would give you those great talents to be able to communicate with the people that you want to be involved absolutely I mean just having an appreciation for uh, also for how hard um, the education system and everybody that works within it I mean I think that's you know teachers work unbelievably hard and the job that they do is is you know not always that rewarding because you know there's so many loopholes and, and exams and things that they have to follow and I think um, just being able to have a conversation that means you understand that and you truly understand that and you know if you talk about Ofsted then you know what that means and how rigorous and stressful that process can be for a lot of people um so so yes in, in answer to your question I absolutely think it's helped me to develop relationships great and and Jay what's your um education background and what was it that drove that passion for you yeah, um, so I'm slightly different to Kat. So Kat was really well behaved at school. I definitely wasn't. So whatever the, whatever, whatever the polar opposite of that is, that's who I was. Um, I was very good at being bad at school. My teachers loved me because um, I loved making jokes, but hated me because I just wouldn't get, get down and do any work. And I just remember a lot of my teachers, especially so Miss Thompson, who was my, um, my philosophy teacher she kind of just sat me down and just said one time just stop trying to be the class clown all the time she's like you're super intelligent um you've got a lot going for you because I again similar to Kat I come from a um, a well-educated family and they were she was kind of just like you've got so much going for you stop just stop messing around um but for me it was kind of I was struggling with the idea of doing so many different lessons and I think the good thing about school was that it showed me all the things that I wasn't good at and also showed me the couple of things that I was good at so I kind of um was given the opportunity by my business teacher to my business studies teacher to, to hone my skills around public speaking, my skills around sales um, and leadership, which really have been absolutely uh, invaluable as I've um, continued in my career. And I think, yeah, it's school for me was challenging because there were so many different lessons that I didn't enjoy. But once I did find the ones that I did, I decided to then to go to college and then on to university to study those specific subjects, um, which was which was really, really helpful. But I think, yeah, I was always the the black sheep that was always surrounded by um, by other black sheep, which was good fun. I think what I really like about that story is the fact that I think when you as a as a certainly as a student and, and a pupil in school that you can understand that the education system is really like a palette you know you sort of try lots of things I mean certainly in primary school because you have you know it's all one teacher and all those things but even in secondary school when you've got lots of different subjects I think people feel slightly overwhelmed sometimes because you think you should be excellent at everything and once you kind of give yourself the the mindset that actually well, I enjoy this area I like this subject don't like that subject like the way this subject was taught but isn't necessarily my thing and you just decide to work with the the skills that you've got and the things that you love and not sweat the other stuff too much that isn't to say that you shouldn't work hard at them all but you kind of get a picture of where you want to be and then you can then just channel that into your future as you go as you go through it I, I think your story really sort of demonstrates that really well that no matter where you come from in terms of what you like and what you don't like once you understand that there's a way forward then then you can take your own path exactly right yeah tell us a little bit about how you both met were you at the same school or did, did you meet afterwards 
<laughs> you go, you go, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not the same school. Um, I won't reveal either of our ages, but no. Um, we um, basically, I started um, when I started. Imagine it was it was it was myself and, and a couple of other folks in the team, um, and it was in a, it was a completely different type of business model at the time. Um, it wasn't really enabling brands to do what we're doing now. And um, we went through a pivot because a lot of our brands are like, we love working with you, but we feel like we can work in this way. So we went through a massive pivot um, of the business in August last year. And then as we went through that pivot, I had to really let go of all of my team because none of their skill sets fit um, with the new business. So I, I pr pretty much let go of everybody. Um, and then I, I needed to find somebody that was um, good at all of the things that I'm terrible at. So I put a um, a post out on LinkedIn looking for for a head of operations. Interviewed a load of people. There was two folks that really stood out to me. It was Cat and then uh, another lady. And I met with Cat, and we all just spent hours walking around London just talking to each other. And I quickly realised that firstly she was a phenomenal human being, but secondly she would be she'd be really great for the business because she was really good at everything I'm terrible at. So um, did my due diligence and asked a few people about her. Um, everybody had glowing reviews. And then we just sat and just carried having more conversations. And I again then realized that Kat couldn't come on as the head of operations because she was way more um, experienced than, than that. So I said to her, hey, would you want to be a co-founder? Would you want to come on board um, and really lead the charge with me? And, and, and thankfully she agreed. And yeah, so it was literally November last year, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was. And since then, it's been amazing because I've been able just to, again, going back to the conversation we were talking about earlier, is focus on what I'm good at. Um, and the operational side of things just isn't for me. And Kat is, a, is literally a beast when it comes to that kind of stuff. That is, that is, <laughs> she, that is what, she, that's what she focuses on. Um, so it's nice because for me, I don't even need to consider those things anymore. I, I kind of just say, this is where I think we should go. And Kat just runs with it and, and makes it happen. And then I can just focus on the things that, that I'm good at. Sounds, sounds like a great partnership. Kat, what, what's, is, what, what, what's, what's your version of that story? <laughs> um, do you know what? It's exactly the same. And, and, and what's really great is that we have these completely different skill sets, but we, we share the same outlook. Um, we have very similar values, um, personal values, as well as work values that, you know, for our business. Um, and, you know, and we're, we're friends and we've just developed this incredible like relationship over quite a short space of time. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's you don't find people like that often um but being open and kind of putting yourself out there and thinking about something that might be a bit scary or might be a bit new then you know that's resulted in something fantastic so yeah <laughs> and and what's the what's the future for the company is it just to have more brands coming to you and expand your reach in terms of of the generation of people that you can then support or what, what what's the model where, where are you heading yeah, it's so, a good question. Sorry. <laughs> I'll talk about the consultants and then you can, you jump in for everything else. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the big thing for us is to get more more young people on board. There is literally no limit to the amount of young people that can be part of our community. So we want to grow that because we want to, there's so much opportunity that we want to be able, able to offer that to more people. And, you know, we are very focused on the whole of the UK at the moment, but we do want to expand into other uh, into other markets. We're often asked, you know, when are you going to be in the US? When are you going to be in Europe um, so that's definitely part of our roadmap um, but first we just want to make sure we're providing the best experience and experiences and the best opportunities to for those consultants 
Yeah, exactly right. And I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't have said that better myself. I think for us, our overarching mission has been and always will be to enable young people, to enable Gen Z to shape their future. And we know the best way for them to do that is to be doing it with brands. Because if you look at um, Apple and Nike and what they did in the 80s and 90s, they really shaped culture. And millennials absolutely adore Nike. We absolutely adore um, Apple. And that's really because they were the ones leading the culture. And we kind of just bought into that and, and, and made them such a, um, a household name and a household brand. And I think for us, we're starting to see that if we want to enable Gen Z to shape their future, they need to be working with the brand so that they can lead the charge about what brands are putting out there from branding, marketing, and, and, and products. So really, yeah, as Kat is saying, getting more young people onto the platform, our aim by 2030 is to have 1 million young people um, on, on Imagine and, and in our community of consultants. And I think it's a huge goal, but it's something I definitely think is achievable, achievable for us. And we know that without our community, we don't exist. So we're very much focused on our community. We're very much focused on um, making sure, as Kat said, that they have a great experience and have great opportunities. And we know with making sure we have a strong, healthy community, that brands do come. Because the great thing is that brands are really open to working with this generation. They really want to get these insights and they really want to make sure that they're on the cutting edge of, of what is happening in the world. And there's so many different things happening and we're just glad to be involved and, and really, really pushing that forward. What I really find fascinating and, and very exciting about that is the fact that what we hear a lot in society is that you can't change the, you know, the, the tanker, the ship, the system, the whatever it happens to be. Um, but all of those things happen by small changes and they happen by people listening to what's going on. And what I find great about this is that if you've got brands who do have the power and the money and the ability to shape community and to shape social activity in many ways, if that's not just coming from a group of executives thinking they know best, it's actually coming from talking to that younger generation and actually feeding in what's important to them, whether that's, I don't know, climate related or, or, or anything which is, is really integral to their life, it means that actually our whole society will change for the better and be led or certainly in partnership with a whole sort of cross section of ages rather than just being, you know, elders first kind of idea. Yeah, exactly right. I couldn't agree more. I think it's it's, it's a very exciting time to be alive. And I just think that um, I'm thankful for our team and, and for what we're building, but I'm also extremely thankful for our community because they're so excited to be working with brands um and i think yeah it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting 10 to 15 years and just as an interesting point how do you go about getting brands on board do you have to pitch to them or are they coming to you it's a bit of both so um that's majority of my role is really reaching out to brands and letting us letting them know we exist because as a startup no brand really knows um, anything about you, really. So you have to be very much in their face and um, just producing content and making sure that to them you're adding value. And I think that's one thing that I've, over my journey in my career over the last 10 years, I've realized that people necessarily don't want to hear about the services you're offering, they want to know how you're going to add value to them. And that's really what we've tried to focus on is, okay, I'm not trying to sell you something, but here's how we can add value. And when you add that value, they then come around later on and go, actually, okay, your services are quite interesting. How can we get involved? And I think that's one thing that we're 
that we're getting a lot better at. You can always learn more, but I definitely think it's really us reaching out to brands. We do get some brands and agencies reaching out to us via our website and via LinkedIn and stuff, which is which is really cool. And um, it makes me it makes me smile sometimes. So we had a gaming uh, game developer that reached out to me via LinkedIn the other day because they'd heard me on another podcast. So really, it's doing all these things that we're doing right now with you. Um, and just letting people know we exist because once people know where they, we exist, they always love our mission and they love what we're trying to do. So it's really just, just making sure people know that we're here. Yeah, fantastic. I, re- I really love that. And and I think that's such a great piece of advice that, you know, what can you do to help someone else and, and show them just by giving them some value? And, and then the conversations are always different after that rather than like say trying to do some kind of pitch and I think if you know that's such a great takeaway I'm always interested to um for, especially when you've actually spoken about your story so far as to what advice you would give your younger self now looking back with the, the experience that you've got because I, I I sort of in one hand I hold that kind of you know I've got a passion for you know giving giving the younger generation the advice and the tools and the understanding that could really support them now but also knowing that at that younger age you may not want that advice or find it anything like the the, the value that you know as an older person actually it certainly has so so uh, what, what what would be your advice that you would give your younger self whether, whether you take it or not I guess yeah I think I think for me it's um it's kind of how to I say like don't let emotions get in the way um, of thinking straight um, is kind of a, something that I've I've learned to, to live by. And I don't mean don't show energy and passion and those things. I think it's just about how to channel your emotions. So, um, you know, be excited, be passionate, be energetic. Um, but I know that I used to get really frustrated really easily if things weren't necessarily going the way I wanted to. And actually what you should be able to do is, is if you can try and work on putting some of that frustration um, into into energy or into passion, it will it will really, really help you in multiple situations. And how about you, Jay? Yeah, I think it's a really good question, actually. I think um, for me, probably the main thing is just be patient with yourself. Um, probably quite similar to cats. I think it's kind of one thing... I'm always, I'm always my harshest critic. Um, and my wife always laughs at me because she's just like, she's like, it's going better than you think it is. Um, and I think for me, I've begun to see um, our process as a startup and what we're helping young people um, to do and what we're helping brands to do um, as a journey. And it's a marathon. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not something I'm looking to complete in, 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 in six, seven months time. And you'll notice, as I said a second ago, um, the next 10 to 15 years are going to be really exciting. And that's the way I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. Okay, this is a long term thing. So I'm really just being patient with yourself at, at that age and really saying to myself, okay, you know what? Um, take your time, learn what you want to learn and just enjoy those moments because um, you're never going to get them back. And I think this is one thing that's really poignant for right now in um in covid is just really being patient with myself now because i was i spoke to some of my mentors and i was getting really down on myself and i spoke to cat about it and i was kind of like we're not where we want where i want to be and, and 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 so on and so on and and their feedback was like hey everybody's struggling right now just be patient just do what you can do your best during this time um and and it will work out because the bottom line is if you're working hard and you're putting the work in that, that it that it will come it may not come as quickly as you want it and that's where the patients come in but you have to just you have to just enjoy that journey anyway 
Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. It certainly never goes in a straight line, does it? So that's the thing. You just have to <laughs> be, be able to go with those, those curves and, and, and even some of those, uh, the ups and down troughs rather than just even the side to side. Um, <laughs> is there a resource or, I don't know, a podcast, a film, a book? A, I mean, any, anything which has had a real impact on your on your life that you'd like to share with everyone? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, there's, I guess there's so many, it's such a great question. Um, and I think probably at different stages of my life, different things have had an impact. Um, but I was actually thinking about like films the other day. And um, do you remember the film City of God? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, it was like a, you know, a mainstream film, but there was something the message in that about empowering younger generations and and how you can take completely different paths um was just something that has, has, has really stuck with me actually and it's kind of follows on from everything that jay and i have been saying today is that you can you know you can help to shape your own future but you can obviously have people that help you along the way to do that um but that you know being able to have access to a resource or access to other people that can help you along that journey that can empower you um just was something yeah that, that i really took from that film and, and really resonates with me now love it and jay yeah, firstly, I, f- I, f- I love that movie so freaking much. It's <laughs> such a good movie. Um, but yeah, the, I think the thing, the podcast that has changed my life is one called How I Built This. Um, it's it's about the, it's by Guy Raz. It's, um, it's an American podcast. And it basically just interviews um, entrepreneurs about the businesses that they built. And, and then some of them have sold them. And it's literally, it has changed my life. I, I, I would say especially some of the older ones, I've listened to some podcasts 10 or 15 times. My wife always laughs at me because I'll be in the car and we'll hear about how Ben and Jerry started. And she's like, I'm sure I've listened to this four times already. Um, and I've even listened to that with you. So, <laughs> exactly, Yeah. And I think anytime you're on a long car journey with me or I'm in the shop, my wife always gets really annoyed because I've always got podcasts running around and, and running while I'm doing things in the house. And um, I think that podcast really for me is just, it shows the how how something can go from literally just an idea in your mind to something that begins to add value for for millions of people and i think our mission is so big that sometimes i just need to be reminded that that everybody started small and i think that's why i love how i built this fantastic and we're going to have links to these things on the show notes so if anyone's um, just needing to look back go to the educationonfire.com and just put imagine into the search bar we'll have links to all of that on there so people can find all of those resources um well thank you both so much for for sharing your story and and i'm inspired by by your mission and what you're trying to do and excited for all those sort of gen z people who have an opportunity of something which i wasn't even aware of and i'm so pleased to be able to share that for you um so give us some details about where both the gen z people and also the brands anyone that's listening can actually find out more about you yeah so um our website is imagineinsights.com so that's i-m-a-g-e-n insights.com so um there both consultants can sign up to be um part of our community and brands and agencies can find out about us there also if you're a school or part of an education um establishment you can also um find us on there as well we are at we are imagine on um all social media our LinkedIn's are my name, Jay Richards, and Kat's name's Kat Agostino. Um, so yeah, you can literally find us everywhere. If you type in I-M-A-G-E-N on Google, you will find us. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> 
Brilliant. Well, thank you both so much for um, spending some time with us and, and sharing your great wisdom. And I wish you every success in the future. And hopefully we'll have a chance to chat again and see how all these things have developed. Thank you so much for having us. It's been great. We've really enjoyed it. Yeah, Mark. Thank you so much for having us, my friend. Speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. I'd like to thank the National Association for Primary Education for their continued support and sponsorship of this show. NAEP are currently supporting teachers by producing fortnightly videos which cover themes like art, school trips and literacy. Also, they are giving away e-copies of their professionally produced journal, Primary First. To find out more about the association, please go to nape.org.uk. That's nape.org.uk.